Hello, magic makers, and welcome back to the Metaphysical Apothecary. We are your hosts, Megan and Shannon. Say hi, Shannon. Hi, Shannon. <laughs> we are also known as the Scorpio Sisters, and we are here to explore the mysterious, magical, and the arcane. As we get closer and closer to the new year, a lot of us are starting to plan new year workings to help support the energy of the new year. Or maybe we're just working on our Yuletide workings or guarding ourselves against seeing people from extended family that we're not super keen on seeing. But during this time of year when we're all clustered inside, it's a good time to take stock of your magical tools and supplies and see what is still serving you, what's still useful, and what maybe you don't feel quite as connected to anymore. It's the same thing that you would do with any other item in your home. It's the same thing you would do with relationships. Our magic tool tools, just because we use them for magic doesn't mean that they're going to last forever or that we have to keep them forever. If the athame that you bought when you first started practicing witchcraft doesn't feel right to you anymore, the tip is broken off or the handle is wobbly and loose and it just doesn't feel good to use it in magic, then you're allowed to let it go. Okay, so I'm going to put a disclaimer in right now. I am now suffering from a cold. <laughs> yeah, last time I had a cold and I didn't give it to her. We haven't seen each other in person. <laughs> so... This is not tag team, but you'll hear it in my voice. It's just a cold, so I'm not suffering from anything worse than that, but you hear it. This idea for this podcast came around because I asked Megan, how would you decommission or deconcentrate or deconstruct a set of runes that no longer are complete? I have a set of Cornelian runes that I had since we were in college, and I've used them quite frequently, quite often. During this past year, when I was going through my tower year of drastic change. So much drastic change. Yeah. The gentleman working on the bathroom, which shares a wall with my bedroom, or hammering a little too hard and a large agate crystal that I had up on a relatively high shelf came crashing down, broke off a piece of my dresser, but also scattered my runes all over. I'm still mm -hmm. missing one rune stone. It's been over a year, people. Mm -hmm. It's Rado. If anyone knows what the runes are, it's that one. Quite possibly has decided to run away to Beyond the Veil, since it's associated with horses, and one horse in particular, the eight-legged horse of Odin. Yeah, Slepnir. Slepnir, thank you. <clears throat> Slepnir is actually a psychopomp in Nordic and Germanic tradition, and he has skittered out with Rado. I have no idea where this runestone is. My room is not a very large room. It's not underneath any of these bookshelves. It's not in any corners. I've move things, I've rearranged furniture, I rearranged the furniture to get behind the furniture in order to clean. It's gone. It's been lost to the corners of time. Yeah, so it could definitely be, like, beyond the veil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be beyond the veil. It could have found a way to get into a wall. I don't know how, but I don't question Rado being able to move anywhere. Could have decided to go through the floor. I don't know. Well, if I can't find this within a year, I'm not supposed to find it. And that's how this podcast idea came about. <laughs> yep, it's gone. <laughs> it's gone, and now I have a rune set that I love. It's beautiful, that I can't use as a rune set. Mm -hmm. So when we were discussing the rune set that can no longer really be used, we started talking about 
the idea of how do we dispose of this properly? And this isn't just a magical or pagan concept. There are many things throughout cultures that need to be disposed of or laid to rest in a respectful way. I come from a Catholic background and something you have to have proper procedure or protocol for disposing of are blessed saint statues or blessed items like rosaries or crucifixes. And if there's no way to fix these things, you have no use for them, you have to discard them through incineration, burial, or pious disposal, which means usually means handing them back to the Catholic Church for them to figure out how to properly dispose and or maybe reuse. There are really no hard and fast rules for it, but there's still like there has to be prayers that are said usually when you're doing it. One of the ones that we're most familiar with in the United States is our flag. And this isn't unique to the U.S., but it's the one I'm most familiar with. When it gets torn up, dusty or stained or whatnot, there are very specific ways that you're supposed to respectfully dispose of a United States flag. You're supposed to fold it up. There are places that you can drop them off. You can burn them or you can bury them. You're not supposed to throw them in the trash if you're following protocol. And also sustainability. You don't want to add more trash. Exactly. Most of them are made out of some kind of plastic waterproof, weatherproof fabric. Which is not great for the environment. So for environment's sake, please don't do that. Exactly. <laughs> you're treating it with a great deal of reverence when you're disposing of these broken, cracked, or for whatever reason, no longer useful items. That's very similar to how do you deal with the broken or missing magical tools as a witch and pagan? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So we all understand the Catholic faith has its flaws when it comes to that kind of ceremony. They kind of had the right idea. It's a very pagan idea because you see magical tools and magical enchanted talismans and things of that nature, they're not usually going to appear in the midden piles when you're doing an archaeological dig. They're not going to usually appear in the trash piles. They're usually going to appear somewhere within the home, buried on the threshold, buried near the hearth. That's where your decommissioned magical items would go. Say you have a talisman plate warding off evil, and it falls, it breaks. It served its purpose. It protected you. Now you're going to honor it by burying it below the threshold, burying it near your hearth, even putting it in the walls of your home. Mm-hmm. So it has a place of honor and a place of respect. It's not common refuse. When we're decommissioning magical tools, as we discussed a little bit earlier, there are many different reasons why you might do this. Maybe it's broken. Maybe it's stained. Maybe it's torn up. Maybe it's worn out. You just don't feel a connection to it anymore. Or it was a one and done sort of thing. Like you made a spell bottle and it served its purpose. It's good. You made it for something really specific and that specific thing happened and you're good to go now. So some other reasons why you might want to decommission your magical tools that are no longer resonating as magical tools are due to age or association with something that is not resonating on a positive level for you. Whether it's because maybe you had a rosary set, set that you were using as prayer breeds or some kind of uh, raising vibration beads, and all of a sudden you realize that this association with your Catholic background is not the best thing for you, for your shadow work or your inner child, that might be one of the reasons why you want to 
decommission those rosary beads. Also, you could have items that were gifted to you by a person that was in your life that turned out to be massively toxic. Mm -hmm. And even though they bought you your first tarot card deck and it was gifted to you or they gave you rude stones or crystals or whatever else, uh, maybe even a book that had a bunch of information in it, but it's resonating on a toxic level for you because they became a toxic influence on your life. That would be another reason why you would want to decommission and deconsecrate those magical tools. Right. So when it comes to tools that someone toxic gave you, if they're not serving you anymore, but you want to keep using them, like it's something that could be really good for your practice, if that person hadn't been associated with it. An easy way to decommission that association would be to give it to someone you do trust and is going to be in your life for a significant amount of time and tell them, can you please place this somewhere? And at some point when you feel the time is right, give it to me, gift it to me as a gift. That will help break that association with that person. Cleanse it first before you give it to them. Yeah, But I have had items that I've literally handed to my wife after cleansing them and said, okay, here's this. Now give it back to me. Okay, now the association is that you gave this to me. That other person did not give this to me. You did. Yeah, And I'm going to be with her for the rest of my life. (laughs) Exactly. That's a really good way of decommissioning it and then breaking the association and reassociating it with someone with better positive energy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I've also asked a close friend of ours to, she, <laughs> this friend is very good at flooding places with her energy. And that's how she cleanses places. She doesn't do necessarily a lot of ceremonial work. She goes in, energy bombs things, and whatever survives, survives, and whatever doesn't, doesn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I have asked her before to flood larger pieces with her energy to push out anything that might be in there. And then it's a blank slate after that for me to program as I please. So when you are looking at these things and deciding that, hey, this needs to be decommissioned, the first thing that you should do with any of these things is thank them for their service. Because these tools and ritual items, they work with us. They're active participants in the magic. So they deserve our gratitude. They deserve our thanks and our reverence. It's very similar (laughs) to the concept of Marie Kondo's tidying up. And she talks about speaking to your home, thanking your home, thanking items, clothing items, or other household items that no longer serve a purpose for you and you're going to donate them, but she talks about thanking them so that you can let them go with gratitude. A lot of her ideas come from really ancient traditions that we can apply, not just to our homes, but also to our magical practice. Mm -hmm. After you've thanked your item for the service, there are many, many different ways that you can reclaim the energy from them or disperse the energy, depending on what they were being used for. You may not want to bring the energy back into you, You may want to disperse it instead, but you can actually cord cut between you and the item. 
if it's a large item like a athme or a boline or a box of tarot cards, you can put your runes in a bag and tie the cord between you and the runes and then just take scissors, a knife, whatever, and ritually cut that cord between you. Thank you for the magic that we've done together. Thank you for the things that we were able to accomplish. I appreciate your energy. And now it's time to say goodbye or something similar and just snip the cord. Something else you can do is if it's something that you use to direct energy, like a wand, an athame, a staff, something of, of that nature that you would use to tap or point, you can tap or knock on it a certain number of times. The number largely depends on you and your practice, what numbers are sacred to you, what numbers are going to scatter that. I would probably use a prime number personally, something that's not divisible by anything else so that the energy has to disperse and scatter to reform and join other energies in a more balanced geometry so that it can't come back and reform within the item. So I would maybe knock on it 17 times or 19 times to break up that energy. You can also do this with grimoires or tarot cards, things that you may knock on anyway. A lot of people knock on their tarot and their books of power to clear them, to let them know, hey, I'm coming in <laughs> as a polite way to let them know it's time to wake up. But you can also do that to say this energy needs to come out of here. Mm -hmm. Also doing an odd number of times, it allows for you to make sure that the energy is on the outside of the item and not on the inside. Because when you knock, if you knock once, it's outside. It comes out of the object. If you knock twice, it's potentially going back in. Mm -hmm. If it's something that you cannot safely burn, it's made of plastic or it's made of something that might explode when you heat it, like glass, you can wipe it down with a strip of natural cotton cloth or natural linen cloth or paper and burn the cloth or the paper. So as you're wiping it down, picture the energy from that thing being pulled in. You can also use any kind of cleansing oil or water to do this with as well. So you can dress the item with vanishing oil or Florida water, anything that you normally use to cleanse in your practice, and then use the paper or fabric and wipe it down and then burn that paper or fabric and that'll disperse the energy. This also works really well if you have received a gift from someone who's toxic. Yeah. And you want to keep the gift. It's something that you really need or really want to use. You can't really afford to give it away. Like it's a nice piece of furniture or they got you a new computer to try to manipulate you, which has happened to both of us. Mm -hmm. Just go ahead and wipe it down to get their energy out of it and burn that connection. That'll help reset it. Something else you is you can program a quartz crystal. Quartz crystals have a really receptive matrix. Mm -hmm. So you can just sit and allow your intention to flow into a quartz crystal. And then you can place it on top of the item to absorb all of the energy. And then you can disperse that in water and pour the water down the drain. So if it's safe to put the thing in water, to immerse it in water, you can just do it that way. But it's not always safe to put things in water. Yeah. 
Especially depending on the water. You don't want to drink that water afterwards. Yes. If you're decommissioning a tiger's eye room set that's missing a piece, do not drink water that tiger's eye has been in. It will make you sick at best. Mm-hmm. You don't want that to end up being part of your ecosystem. So you don't want to dispose of that via pouring it out into the backyard or letting the river or creek waters flow over it. Right. Exactly. Water that you flush. Mm -hmm, For sure. To get rid of that. If it's something that won't harm your ecosystem, if it's, for instance, a quartz set of runes, if it's an amethyst crystal, like a giant amethyst crystal, for instance, that is broken or it got bleached by the sun or something else happened with it that it's just not serving you anymore, you can actually take that and dispose of it by burying it outdoors or setting it in a natural body of water. And it'll be just fine. It's quartz-based. It's not going to add anything detrimental to the earth. But that brings us to another point. Please do not bury things or throw things in water that would be constituted as littering. Yeah. If you have a white sage bundle that you want to get rid of, I actually have one before I found out it was closed that I plan on burying somewhere. That's one of the ways that I was told that you could get rid of that if you have one in your home that you don't feel comfortable using. But that grew out of the earth so it can go back into the earth. Mm-hmm. Don't bury plastic. Don't bury glass. Could have lead in it. Don't even bury ceramic or anything like that. And please don't throw any of those things in the ocean. There is enough crap in the ocean already. Yeah. If you want to use ocean water to cleanse something before you get rid of it, gather the water separately or gather sand separately or bring soil into your home or you can even bury something temporarily outdoors. Just remember to to dig it up after. Mm -hmm. You can even temporarily bury something in pots and flower pots and, and things like that that are not currently being used to house flowers or herbs or other plants you could just like well this is an empty one because my basil plant is perennial basil is technically a weed and grows very very easily but it's also something that you have to replant every year so my basil plant is now dead and i have the basil plant pot that is readily available for use since i've cleaned it out oh well if i have this pot that's sitting here doing nothing anyway let me just bury what i need to have buried in this for a little while and then take it out because i will be reusing it mm-hmm. If you have a a pot like that or one of those rectangular garden plot containers, you can actually create like a little graveyard for these items. (laughs) That could be a really interesting way to regularly decommission things that are no longer serving you. You could have just your graveyard that you put them into and then bring them back out once it's been dispersed. As long as there's nothing toxic in the soil, you can then disperse that soil and the earth will transmute anything residual and you can replace it with new potting soil. Mm -hmm. The other thing is please do not pour salt in your backyard or any other natural area. If you're burying something natural, like if you bury your white sage bundle, please don't put salt in there with it. Salting the earth is a great way to keep things from growing. Mm-hmm. For a very, 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 very long period of time. Mm-hmm. It was very common practice in the ancient world when they warred with each other would be to burn away their crops, salt the earth, and poison the wells so that people could no longer live there. That's not the vibe we're going for. No, not in any way, shape, or form. So if it's something that you would like to keep 
or something that you do plan to put in the trash, but you want to recall your energy from it first, you can draw a specific symbol or sigil on it to draw that out. You can draw a reflective one on you if you want to reabsorb that energy or draw a reflective one on a piece of paper and burn the paper. And then you can wrap that item in black paper or biodegradable black cloth and put it in the trash. If the item is made of wood, like if you have a wooden wand or a wooden staff doesn't have anything toxic, a lot of them do have glues and stuff on them. You can burn that. Yeah. I used to have a lot of wooden wands because I used to whittle my own wands from fallen twigs and sticks. Mm-hmm. Most of them were one and done deals or were used for a short period of time, whether it was a year and a day. And that's what I would do. Depending on the length of the wand, I would break them, like snap them in half and toss them into a bonfire and or use them as a s'more stick and then toss the s'more stick into the fire. Right. I was a weird one and still am a weird one. I fully embrace this. I mean, I... I feel like the community, the demographic that we're speaking to, understands that very well. Yeah. And totally okay with it. In the same vein of burning things, you can burn old pictures, drawings, photos, cards. If you have a pack of tarot cards, please be careful burning them because it's a lot to burn at once, but you can burn them as long as they're not too plasticky and are going to melt rather than burn. Certain types of clothing. A lot of things are made fire retardant now, so that might be a little bit difficult. It might be better to repurpose them in a different way after you decommission them. If you have an athame that you maybe want to keep as decor or you want to re-gift it, there's nothing wrong with it. You're just not into it anymore. You can draw or etch a disenchantment symbol onto the blade. Mm-hmm. So pull the energy out and then pass it on to somebody else. And you can do the same thing with tarot cards. There's the tradition of the witch's first tarot set being a gift. And that's not a hard and fast rule, but it is tradition. If you have a tarot deck that has all the cards, but you're not feeling anymore, think about calling your energy back from them and then gifting them to somebody else Mm -hmm. after they've been decommissioned. What do you do after you've decommissioned and and deconsecrated your magical tools, in particular your rune stones or crystals. Some of the things that I thought up of, and I'm still deciding whether I want to do it or not, is using the rune stones or rune crystals as potting pebbles for certain sacred plants that do better in water than in soil. Mm-hmm. Not that very many people water lotuses, but lotuses prefer water to soil, or mm-hmm. bamboo plants prefer water to soil. Green onions do really well in water. They do well in soil too, but they like they like water for a, a long period of time. You have spider plants that like water for a period of time before they like to be potted. There's a good deal of plants in general that like to start out in water, if not stay in water for their lives, if at all possible. And mm-hmm. using the root crystals to stones as the potting pebbles that allow for roots to do what roots do. <laughs> And grow around them. I thought that was be a good way of reutilizing a set of magical tools that even without you putting magic towards it would still be contributing to the magic of nature. Right. Because especially if they're crystal runes, even if they don't necessarily have the power of the runes in them any longer because you decommission them, they still have the power of the crystal that they are. Yes. And even if you're no longer putting energy towards it to increase or use their magic with your magic, they still have magic just inherent in in themselves because they are nature. Exactly. You could also take those crystals or runes and create jewelry out of them through making them into pendants or hanging earrings, charms, depending on the size of the crystal for a charm bracelet. 
or egglet even mm-hmm. those things you could keep for yourself as magical jewelry sets or gift them to others as you see fit you could add them to resin art i don't know why i'm getting this image but it's probably because i'm talking about give out runes if you had a rune crystal set or even a wood chip rune set and then you created a resin art of a world tree putting the runes in there somewhere scattering them about in the roots and in the branches and in the trunk of the tree would be very interesting imagery you can also glue them to something similar yeah, you could use them as both it as multimedia art pieces. So you could, like I said, glue them to things, or you could make pottery when you're making pottery. Put them in the not yet dry clay, so that way you could have different pieces there, or in mugs and stuff like that. As long as they're the mugs are safe to you know drink from, the crystals themselves are safe to drink from. Right, treasure uh, candles are a great way to use these as well. Yep. Yeah use them as wishing stones in a body of water as long as they're natural materials and as long as it's not littering have rune stones or a wood rune or augum sets you can definitely take them and use them as you would a wishing coin it's kind of the same thing because they're semi-precious so you could definitely put your wish into that one stone or chip and then toss it into a wishing fountain or wishing well of some sort and allow that to manifest naturally Mm-hmm. So if you're going to a sacred space that is a public sacred space that is a well-known enchanted cavern or public shrine or anything like that, you can also leave them there as an offering. I can't think of any of these places, what they're called off the top of my head, but I know that there are definitely places where they recommend you leave a coin or a piece of candy or another token of thank you for allowing me to be here in peace and observe with you. You can keep them in your pocket for those kinds of occasions. You can use them as vase filler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there are also a lot of things you can do with tarot cards. They're super super versatile because they're flat and card-like so you can pretty much use them any way that you would use decorative paper or cardstock. Bookmarks are the simplest way to use them. You can gift bookmarks to friends, you can add things to them, you can add tassels to them, decorate them, or just hand them out as is. You could really use some star energy in your life. So here, use this as a bookmark for your grimoire or the novel that you're reading right now. You could turn them into resin serving trays, resin coasters. I've seen people make some really beautiful bar cart things where they'll glue the tarot down to the bottom of the top tray of the bar cart and then pour epoxy resin over top and it just makes a really beautiful piece of magical decor. You can do the same thing. You can frame them either individually or mat them all together. And if you've decommissioned them, don't be afraid to cut them apart. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of really interesting and beautiful symbolism in tarot cards. So you can add them to mixed media art and you can also add them to your grimoire. You can either just glue a whole tarot card in there or you can cut them apart and glue the, the pieces onto the page, however you want to do it artistically, and then just write about the tarot card and that can be your entry for that tarot card in your grimoire. You can break down tarot card and create an interesting tapestry or a poster by gluing them to canvas or even linking them together with little chain links. There's so many interesting things that you could do with your card because there's 72 of them in every pack. So even if you're missing a couple, there's an opportunity to create some just 
gorgeous visual pieces with it. You could even make buntings. Yep. It's not at all disrespectful to make buntings to decorate during Samhain or Halloween or any other spooky time with your tarot cards. He commissioned once. Mm-hmm. If you have natural wooden ogum staves, you can use them as kindling, especially if you're starting a sacred bonfire of any kind. All of my bonfires are sacred because I love bonfires. So if you're starting a fire that is meant to draw people closer, it's meant for ritual purposes, it's a good way to use your ogum. Mm -hmm. You can whittle them into other kinds of art. You could give it to a wood-chewing pet or familiar as long as it is untreated and isn't toxic. Yeah, there's certain trees that dogs and wood-chewing animals shouldn't be gnawing on. Right, so make sure you very carefully do your research. If you have any doubts, don't give it to them. Just like the runes, you can use them in mixed-media art. With resin, again, you can turn them into jewelry. They could make some really interesting jewelry. And you can turn them into a garden decor. Labeling your flowers and your produce, you can just write on the back of them, and then you'll know any residual sacred energy is from the wood or from the symbol itself can feed your garden. Mm -hmm. For sacred clothes or cloths or robes, once they've been decommissioned, you can especially robes and clothes, you can cut those into different lengths or different squares and use those as altar tops or for tabletops and mojo bags or tarot bags yourselves, layering them on top of whatever table you're using or altar you use for different textures or different colors, depending on what type of clothes and robes you use. Or if it's an altar cloth, instead of using it as an altar cloth, do the mojo bag or sew it into a bag of meant to hold your stones or your your tarot cards. Mm-hmm. If it's big enough, you can make a circle skirt out of your robes or your tablecloths that were for sacred tablecloths that became altar cloths. So you can wear those like as a peasant skirt, maxi skirt, if that is what you like to do and how you like to dress. You could make them into pillows and stuff them, whether they are decorative pillows for your sofa or for your seating areas, or if you're going to make it into a eye pillow or neck pillow with magical items inside of it like i have a well it's technically an eye pillow but slightly bigger than an eye pillow but i use it for my eyes that has blessed consecrated rice and lavender buds and chamomile buds in it to help soothe my headaches and anxieties you could use your sacred cloths or decommissioned cloths and make them into an eye pillow or neck pillow for dream pillows or soothing anxiety pillows or you can cut them into squares and make quilts out of them Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a big quilt. It can be a throw quilt that you snuggle with when you're on your sofa or your favorite chair. You can use it as a shawl. You can also turn these into tapestries or scarves or head wraps. Depending on how crafty you are with the sewing, fingerless gloves, other pieces of clothing. Just beef up your witchy wardrobe, but also repurpose fabric that may not be appropriate to dispose of in nature because so much of our fabric contains plastic derivatives. Yeah, Fast fashion is not good for the environment as we have come to understand. But that's what a lot of us have access to. So we can keep it out of the landfills for as long as possible. (laughs) Yes, by reutilizing them in other ways. Exactly. Fast fashion is out and slow fashion is back in, which means that while you can go and get fast fashion, if you can keep those pieces for a very large, long number of years, that's slow fashion. Yeah. So even if you're getting it at like Walmart or Amazon or whatever, it doesn't matter. 
it doesn't matter if that was quote-unquote fast fashion places. You're keeping it for more than they intended for you to keep it. Exactly. So it becomes slow fashion. Yeah. <laughs> now, it's just regular clothing, but I do love patterned leggings, especially for magical purposes. And I have a huge pile of fabric stores that are just torn sheets and leggings that are worn in places where I've been sitting and things like that, but they're still bright and shiny near the, the bottom. So I want to remake them into other things. And I have some plans. So you can definitely make some really beautiful stuff pretty easily with these things, even if you don't have a ton of sewing expertise. Or you can give them to a friend who does love to do these kinds of things. Like if you're not a big crafter, this could be a really amazing gift for somebody who really loves to do this kind of stuff. Somebody gave me a big old bag of fabric. I, <laughs> I would love them forever. <laughs> Because it will take you forever to go through. <laughs> right. Keep you occupied for months, if not years on end. Exactly. You can also turn a lot of different fabrics into fabric yarn. Like there was a big t-shirt yarn craze in the early aughts and 2010s. Everyone was making t-shirt yarn. And they probably still are, but everyone knows how to do it now. So you don't see it advertised as much. But you can cut big swaths of fabric into continuous strips that you can then knit or crochet into other things. And since it machine washable fabric, a lot of the time you can use it as area rugs, bath mats, all kinds of useful things for your home. Mm -hmm. Plus if you have one of those really beautiful crushed velvet robes that so many of us covet, but it's lost its luster or you just don't feel like you need to pull that out every time you do magic. <laughs> anymore, like it's not part of your uh, ceremonial aesthetic any longer, you can turn that into a dress. Mm -hmm. There's enough fabric there for most of them that you can turn that into a really beautiful, just very simple A-line dress. And it would look adorable with a denim jacket and some leggings. Now I want one. <laughs> <laughs> this girl doesn't wear dresses overly much. <laughs> That's because she doesn't have a velvet line, <laughs> velvet <laughs> robe. It's, it's exactly. That's why. <laughs> uh, that's all we have on the topic for today thank you so much for listening in and we hope you'll join us again next time in the meantime you can follow us on instagram facebook and pinterest and go to our blog for some more witchy wisdom as well as check out some of our original art on society six for sacred decor and more Thank you again for joining us and go make some magic and live your best life. Bye. Bye everyone.